Morning, morning all. How we doing? Good to see everyone out there. Hey, Kevin, all the way from Florida. Hey, awesome to have you hanging out with us, Kevin. Hopefully uh, our lives are useful for you. Um, thanks for joining us, mate. Chris, Joel, Steve, Andrew, James, Aaron, Alison, morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, Hippo. Hey, good to see you. Marcus, Donna, all the way from the GC. Well, looks like it might be a nice day today in the GC, Donna. I'm going to try and play some golf later on today. It's not something I do that often, but I'm going to go play golf with a friend of mine, John O'Reilly. Rowley. There you go. There you go. Well, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. Thanks for hanging out. Later on today, uh, it's all about friends today for me, Friend Friendship Friday. Going to hang out with a mate and play a bit of golf. And then uh, I'm going to hang out with uh, another mate and drink a bit of wine, Andy Fenton. Later on, Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. Just a little shout-out for you guys if you're up for it to make sure you join us tonight uh, at 5 p.m. for Wealth, Wine and Wisdom also. Um, but today... Welcome to Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. If you knew, uh, if you knew, that's my name, Jason Witten. If you didn't already know, I'm sure it's somewhere when these things pop up. Joel's at the beach already. <laughs> uh, mate, good to see, mate. Good to see. Each day, for those who don't know or might be new, we get together, have a little coffee in the morning, kick things off, talk about what is uh, going on out there in the world of real estate investing. Uh, the marketplace, the newspapers, some ideas, some strategies, some tips, some um, whatever it might be. So um, today, big headline in the newspaper, uh, looking backwards, not looking forwards uh, often. It's interesting, isn't it? Stats uh, measure backwards, uh, not forwards. So how do we understand stats? Maybe that's just something to talk about at another date. But listen, folks. Um, uh, unemployment is pretty low at the moment in Australia. And what does that mean to us as property investors? Maybe give that some thought right now. Unemployment, low unemployment. What does that mean to us as investors? Put that in the chat as we as we sort of warm up today. What do you think? What's a positive thing that low unemployment might uh, have, uh, what might be to our advantage as property investors as we go forward into uh, this next time of interest rate interest rate increases and a little bit of uncertainty when it comes to that space. Uh, good morning. Whoever the Facebook user is, brother, I can see you shouting out. However, I don't know who you are, maybe because you're in, uh, you're in um, one of the private groups. So there you go. Yeah, I like that. Money is circulating. More people can pay their rent and their bills. Absolutely. So you know, uh, along with let's go to let's go to uh, this thing now. Oh, Ben, Ben, how are you, mate? There you go. Um, more spare cash. So we've got a forty-eight year low um, uh, in the labour market, folks, which is great news for you know for people who want to work. Basically, you know, three point five percent. As far as I understand the data, I've been told by a lot more, lot more smarter than me, a lot smarter than me, um, that you know anything below four percent basically is, basically is, those people don't want to work or can't work. Uh, so I've been told. So literally everyone's got a job who wants the job. 
by and large, when it comes to a 3.5% uh, unemployment rate and 48-year low, which means, dead right, you guys are onto it. More disposable income, easier to get a job, more spare cash, people have money to pay rent, uh, people have more choice, uh, you have to pay to top up wages to keep team and staff. Yes, you do, Luke, that is absolutely true. Um, and this is some of the challenges and the problems that, uh, you know, there's this kind of, you know, balancing act right now of what's going on, right? So certainly uh, the uh, certainly the pendulum is in the, uh, the, the team or the employee's uh, favour often that they can ask for a little bit more money when it comes to their job. Uh, and if their employer you know, doesn't want to listen to that, then maybe there's another job that will pay them a little bit more. So it's a really interesting market right now. And some of that uh, stuff is fueling uh, fueling some of the inflation as well, right? So, you know, you know, uh, businesses have to put their prices up. You can't, you can't pay more for something uh, and sell it at the same price, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, very, very interesting, and I'm going to ask Andy Fenton a little bit about this tonight because uh, he's much smarter than me when it comes to these knock-on, you know, effects and issues and challenges when it comes to the world of the economy. But today, I wanted to sort of touch base on what does that mean to us uh, when it comes to the property world and the property market as we go along. Check it out. This is, you know, pretty low down here, going back. 48 years, 48 year low. All right, so let's talk about what that means to us. A few of you guys said, all right, well, um, what is going on for many people is that they have a job and they might end up with more dollars. They might get a pay rise, okay? What is one thing right now in the marketplace that, um, that there's – uh, we're concerned about as investors and borrowers right now. Tell me the one thing we're all kind of a bit cat on a hot tin roof about right now, folks. Tell, tell me what that looks like uh, or tell me what that is. It's, you know, it's been talked about a fair bit. And I'm sure many of you guys will get this, all right, um, as we go. Uh, inflation, yeah, yeah, that's certainly out there being talked about a lot. It's another I word, uh, Luke. Um, interest rates, boom, Rodney. Yep, Nigel. Okay, so what what happens? So if our interest rate, let's say, you know, at the moment, uh, three point five percent goes to, you know, four percent. Um, I know I'm, I'm going to make that a bit better, actually, a bit more. Uh, goes to five percent on a six hundred thousand dollar mortgage, just on interest alone. Right, politics, yeah, <laughs> politics is always out there, Joel. You know, they're they're uh, they're certainly some interesting characters, aren't they? The the pollies. Um, you know, for many of us, we need to keep an eye on that. But um, let's go. All right. So, if you've got a six hundred thousand dollar loan, ladies and gents, a six hundred thousand dollar loan. Yep, uh, for sure, Alison. That you know, interest rate flows into lending capacity, right? So today, I wanted to talk about you know, what this might look like. And let, let's have a, a bit of a look at this. So if you've got a $600,000 loan uh, and you have a 3.5% interest rate, right? 
then that's $21,000, right? So let's just say this is at home, uh, and I'm just going to do the interest today. You can do P&I as well, um, but let's have a look at that. Right, now, if you have a $600,000 loan and your interest rate is 5%, that's $30,000. Cool. So the difference is $9,000. Now, let's say the average wage out there plus the tax to end up with a net $9,000. Uh, let's times that by 1.3, give it 30%. Hang on, $9,000. $9,000 times that by uh, 1.3 is $11,700. All right, so everyone following along here, what I'm trying to show is if the interest rates go up 1.5%. So let's go back here. Let's go back here. If the interest rates go up 1.5%, so 3.5 to 5%, so it increases 1.5%, you know, over a period of time, what dollar amount in your salary, your income, depending on your tax rate, would you need to, um, you know, have an increase in your wage or salary to kind of go, huh, who cares? Who cares? So what? And this is the rough number, right? So now it's not perfect. I grant you that. And some of the 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 um some of the mortgage brokers out there would say, well it's it's not exactly like that. You know, there's um cost of living cash uh, calculations, there's um things you've got to take into consideration for servicing. There's the bank, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. I'm, I'm not trying to say it's as simple as this. However, the, the, the net cash result for you as a borrower to take care of it, and it's not going to be an issue interest, interest-wise. This is interest only, by the way, team. So you could do the same for principal interest if you want to. Pull up a calculator is $11,700. Gross minus the tax at 30% means $9,000 net. $9,000 net. Now, tell me, in the chat, for some of you, for some of you, you know, a ten dollars to $15,000 pay rise, would that be um, out of the question right now for you to go and talk to your employer about if, you know, if that's possible? And probably the answer is no. Like right now, you know, that's what uh, is probably on the radar for a lot of businesses, a lot of people, uh, a lot of um, a lot of people who borrow. The question is, where does the buck stop, right, folks? Where does the buck stop? Uh, let me ask you that question. Need to get a promotion? Yeah, Adrian. You know, it's it's floating around, uh, and you know. This is kind of like my conversation today is, yes, interest rates will rise to a certain amount, okay? Um, Happy Friday, James, to you too, mate. Um, Interest rates rise, yes, but where does the buck stop, folks? Tell me right now, if interest rate rises and you've got to pay more on your loan for dollars, what are the two ways that you can pass on that expense, there's actually three ways that that expense gets passed on, by the way. 
pass on, let's not say you could pass it on or hedge or offset. What are the three ways you can offset that? We just talked about one right now to offset that um, and chuck that in. Boom. We've got it there. Right. Good, James. Perfect. You can put your rents up, folks. You can put your rents up. You can get a pay rise to offset your mortgage. You're right. And then what's the third one? What's the third one? Wages go up, Joel. Absolutely. There's a third one, um, which is kind of nice. We're kind of all in this together. Let's face it. Um, All right. You get more tax back, folks. When your expenses go up, you actually get to claim more tax back. Um, There we go. Tax refund. Boom. Sharon, you're on it. Woohoo. There you go. Good work, Alison. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, and Alison, make sure you reach out to your finance team and, and get a bit of a, a rough calculation. Um, you know, get out and uh, and have a look at that. For sure, Sharon, diversify your income. You know, find uh, maybe a side hustle, um, some other things to offset it. So so here's the drill, right? We're, we're not, this is not one-dimensional, ladies and gents, this kind of conversation when it comes to, oh, the interest rates have gone up and that's it. You know, the world's over. Well, that is not true because because that that expense at some point will be passed on. It gets passed on. It gets pushed through. It goes through the system to the end user. Unfortunately, and this is the problem. This is the problem. Like I don't know, it's a problem. It's just the way it is, ladies and gents. It's just the way it is that if something goes up. Businesses, governments, banks, they all work out how to pass that through to the end user, end consumer in one way, shape or form or businesses go out of business, unfortunately. So they've got to put their prices up because they have to pay uh, higher salaries. They have to pay someone more to keep them and they want to do that because they're good people Uh, and they have to put their prices up uh, and you as the consumer have to pay more at the other end. You know, the interest rates are going to go up and over the next two years, rents are going to rise pretty significantly and the renter has to pay, you know. Um, and now it's a bit of a double bind as well, right? So the interest rates going up is going to stop. It's going to restrict owner-occupiers and first-home buyers and those people who were exiting the rental market um, in the last little while um, uh, and buying their own homes. It's going to restrict those. Uh, first home buyers, unfortunately. So there you go. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the the knock-on effect of that today. You know, we have our um, unemployment rate at 48-year lows, folks, 48-year lows, and uh, what that means to us as property investors, certainly in one way, shape, or form, you know, our tenants can pay a little bit more rent which is fine. Happy with that. Um, uh, yeah, Luke, and I like that too. You can change the property use, change it to short-term Airbnb. I'm a big fan of that, um, changing the use of your property. that we call, It's called the highest and best use. Um, Sam talks about it all the time. So there you go. Hopefully that was useful today. Just thought we would talk that one through because sometimes, you know, it's all about the negative thing. It's all about, oh, the interest rates went up. And we're like, hang on. Hang on, other things are going to sort of, there's the balancing act, and it's never linear, but 
as property investors, we must understand it's kind of this six to 18 month process of things moving through the pipeline uh, when it comes to this stuff. All right, there you go, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Done and dusted uh, for the day. You guys be awesome and well. Uh, join me tonight uh, and Andy Fenton. Join me and Andy Fenton uh, where we'll talk about inflation and other things tonight when it comes to the world of investing, the world of business, the world of real estate. We're going to sort of have a bit of a deep dive. We're back with uh, the Wealth, Wine and Wisdoms on Friday nights. Anyway, folks, there you go. You guys be awesome. See you tonight if you're coming. If I don't see you tonight, see you next week, Monday, around about 10 past 8. We do it each day. Thanks, team. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.